Masechet Yevamot Daf Kof Yod Aleph. We're going to see a couple of new Mishnayot uh, later today, uh, but first we're continuing with this Mishnah and one difficult line in the Mishnah to review. If a man was married to two minor uh, Yetomot, meaning that their mother married them off, so therefore their marriage is only Midrabanan. We're going to see exactly how to conceptualize this marriage of a minor. Um, anyway, he's married to two and he dies, so then the Avam is, uh, has to do something with these two women who are both minors. And so the answer is he can do Bi'ah or Chalitza with either one. Same as if they were two adults. If they're two adults, then they're both the Oraita, and you can't do Yibum with both or Chalitza with both. Rather, you do Yibum with one and the other one goes free, or Chalitza with one and the other one goes free. And it doesn't matter which one. In this case, because they're both Dirabanan, so Therefore, the strength of the zika is equal to the strength of the yibum or chalitza that he will do, and therefore it is effective in uh, either freeing or marrying one and the other one going free. Good. And the same is true with marriage to a deaf woman, which also is Drabanan. We're also now we're going to think about how to conceptualize precisely what that means, what, what kind of level of uh, marriage it is. But whatever it is, since they're both the same, uh, whatever, uh, however she was married, uh, let's say 50% married to the original brother because she's deaf, uh, and he dies, so therefore the zika is 50%, and if he does yibum, then that would be a 50% yibum. Uh, in the case of Chadashot, the Gemara noted, you can't do chalitza, that's a rule, you can't do chalitza with a deaf person because they can't read the Pesukim, but if you do yibum with one, the other will go free. Okay, so those are pretty clear, but then we have a strange case. Ketana vechadeshet, a man is married to two women, one is a minor, and one is deaf. So both of these marriages are not full marriages. The thing is, they're not full in different ways. You might have thought, oh, it's the same. Uh, but no, it's, they are different. And therefore, with the bi'ah with one does not free the other. He has to do something to take care of the zikah, both for the katana and the chereshet. And this is a puzzle because he can't do yibum with one. Once you do yibum with one, you're not allowed to do with the other. Once you do chalitza with one, you're also you're not, allowed to, not allowed to do yibum with the other. Um, and chalitza doesn't work for the chereshet. So how are you going to figure something out that both of these women can have some kind of future, either with the avam or at least be able to be married to someone else? That's going to be the opening question of our daf, and we're actually starting on the bottom of Kof Yod Amud Bet. So here we go. Chadeshet ketana vechadeshet vechule. Amarav Nachman. Ashkachte lerav ada barahava ulrav hana hatane. Tiatve vekamakvu akvata bishukadepum pedita beamri. So Rav Nachman says, I saw Rav Ada and Rav Huna, son in law, and they were sitting and they were posing challenges to each other in the marketplace of Pumpedita. This is fantastic, just like trivia. You know, where did the rabbi study? Sometimes in the Bet Midrash, sometimes in the Bet Knesset, sometimes in a private home. Uh, but sometimes they just went to the marketplace and they're challenging each other with difficult questions um, while they're sitting there in public. And so then you have a lot of students coming and they're all, you know, coming and listening. So they quoted our Mishnah that if a man is married to two women, one is a minor and one is deaf and he dies without children, so then um, doing bi'ah with one will not release the co-wife. 
That's only if the man who died was himself an adult who can hear. And therefore, from his perspective, they both wives are equally married to him. Uh, he's going in, he's, uh, the, the Rav Nachman here is assuming that the marriage, the wife, that the um, the one who will, who will die likes better, the wife who he likes better, has the stronger marriage. Um, and therefore, uh, as follows, So we don't know, uh, does he prefer the wife who's a, who's a minor or the one who is deaf? See, if he prefers one, then the idea is that that marriage is stronger. So therefore, if you do yibum with the stronger marriage, it will release the co-wife. Just like if someone's married to an adult and a minor, Two women, an adult and a minor. If he does yibum with the adult, then the minor can go free because that is a deoraita level yibum will for sure take care of the drabanan. The other way around, taking care of the weaker one will not undo the zika of the of the stronger one. Uh, so here, in the case where the uh, man is is uh, um, of uh, uh, hearing and an adult, so he may like either one better. And there's a reason to like each one, each one, if, uh, each one better. On the one hand, the one who's a minor will eventually come to full intellectual capacity. So maybe he feels more of a connection to the minor. Or maybe he likes the one who's deaf because she's an adult. And so therefore, they are, they can have biat together. And so he has, feels more of a connection to her. This by, incidentally shows that the general rule was that even if someone married a minor, the, the, they did not consummate until they became an adult. Okay, so uh, so there, therefore we don't know the person's state of mind. We don't know which wife he felt a stronger connection to, and therefore we have to treat them as equal, and therefore uh, yibum with one will not free the other. However, if the brother who died was himself deaf, then for sure he felt a stronger connection to the deaf wife. After all, she's an adult and therefore he has bi'ah with her and she's deaf like him and so they can sign language together and so he feels more kindred spirit and a stronger connection for sure with the deaf adult wife than with the minor wife. Okay, so that was a statement. But then, but Rav Nachman said to them, that's what the, the student, the other people around said. But Rav Nachman said, no, I don't agree. No, maybe not. Maybe even if the brother that died was himself deaf, maybe he still likes the minor uh, wife who can hear because at least she can hear and then he, go, he, she, he, she can be a guide and, uh, and um, help him navigate and tell him what other people said or whatever. So she may be helpful because she can hear and maybe therefore may feel a stronger connection to her. We have no idea. Just because he's deaf doesn't mean necessarily likes the deaf wife better. And therefore, even in that case, uh, yibum with one of them will not, uh, will not release the other. Okay, all that is step one. And this was going with the assumption that the, the, um, whichever wife he likes better is the stronger marriage. And therefore, yibum with that will release the other. Okay, so that is one way of conceptualizing these uh, two weddings, these two marriages. 
But now we're going to come to a completely different conceptualization as follows. The question is, what can be done so that both of these wives, the minor and the deaf one, can have a future married to someone? So for, for the deaf woman, um, he, he can't do chalitza to the deaf woman, right? Because deaf woman cannot do chalitza. We know that as a principle. So therefore, there's no choice but to do yibum with the chayereshet. After, after you do yibum, uh, hold on. So that's that's one. So now he's married to the chayereshet, which is possible. Um, uh, although it's still going to be a, a type of marriage that you can only do with a chereshet. Um, uh, fine. Now, what are you going to do with the ketana? Can he do, um, can he do yibum? No, because he already married the chereshet. So you can't do yibum twice. Can't be married to two of the co-wives, so for sure he has to do chalitza. The problem is that she is a minor, so you have to wait. So wait till she's old and old, and then wait till she's an adult, and then you do chalitza with her. Now it kicks in another problem. If indeed the ketana is a chalitza, a man is not allowed to do chalitza with one and then do yibum with the other. And therefore, since he did yibum with the chalitza, and maybe that was necessary, and the one for the Chereshet was not necessary. We'll see for a second why we would think that. And therefore, since he did Chalisa with one, he cannot remain married to the Chereshet, and so he has to give her a get, um, uh, could give her a get at any time, but for sure, after the Chalisa, then he has to divorce her, and that way he will remove the Zikah from both, and both of those women can go and get remarried. That is Rav's... Um, Solution. Oh, in the name of Rav Chista. Amar Rav Chista, Shema Mina, Kasava Rav, Chereshet, Kenuya, Umeshu Yeret, Ketana, Kenuya, Veena, Kenuya. Rav Chista infers from Rav's solution here that actually the Chereshet and the Ketana are actually treated differently. Chereshet is, uh, if someone, when someone does marriage with a deaf woman, then it is a partial marriage. It's like a 50% marriage. Whereas when someone marries a minor, it's a safek. It's either 100% or zero. We're just not sure which one it is. So until this time, we've been thinking of them as both kind of the same, both the Rabbanan, but actually they are uh, partial, but yet in different ways. Uh, to give an analogy, uh, the Chereshet, according to him, is kind of like a, a car that has a 50% uh, gas tank, right? So you know it'll go, but it's only going to go, but you know for sure it's only going to go halfway. Whereas Ketana, it's, a, it's like a car that has either a full tank or an empty tank, but we're just not sure is it full or empty. So which of them is better or worse? Well, I guess it depends. If you're going on a very long trip, then maybe the one as full or empty, at least maybe it'll get you there. The other one is done if, if better for a short trip, um, and so on. Okay, uh, so therefore they're, they're actually going to be treated someone di somewhat differently. So now why does they have to be this way? Rav Chista is already assuming that they are different in some way, which makes sense since the Mishnah said that it's not the same as just two Dirabah marriages. 
okay, so now why does he infer from Rav's statement that it's this way and not the other way around? Here's why. If you think that it's the deaf one who is either full or empty, and the ketana is 50% acquisition, 50% marriage, then then regarding the deaf person, why does he have to take her and yibum and then give her a get? Why can't he stay with her? After all, if it's a full marriage, so then the original husband was fully married to, to, to her. He died leaving a full zika. When the Yabam comes and does Yibum, it's a full Yibum. Once it's a full Yibum, then the Chalitza with the Ketana is not necessary, is nothing. You can just ignore it. If someone does a full Yibum, then any Chalitza act afterwards is not considered anything. So he can stay with the for it with the chereshet ha kenuyahi vi lav kenuyahi and if you say a deaf person is zero marriage with a deaf person is zero then um uh, then the original husband was never actually married to her at all and therefore there was no zika either and uh, when the second guy takes her he's taking a wife who was not actually related to his brother and so therefore that has nothing to do since their wives are not co-wives so he married one woman okay great he can stay with her and the other one he will the ketana he did chalitza and good luck to her that doesn't doing chalitza with her does not prevent him from remaining because uh, they, they, they are not co-wives so she is uh, like a foreign woman not related to anyone Therefore, since Rav said that he has to take in the Chereshet and then also divorce her, that means that he considers it the other way around. Um, that in fact the Chereshet is the one uh, who is half married, and so we don't know. Uh, uh, it's, 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 not, it's, a half, it's a half marriage. Therefore the Yibum is only a half Yibum, and therefore they're only half married, and then when you do Chalitza, the Chalitza for the Ketana, when she grows up, is a full Chalitza, so that full Chalitza prevents him from remaining half married to the Chereshet. And so that is Rav Chista's uh, deduction. Now that we've established that the ketana is the one that's all or nothing, uh, so we have a question. How come with the minor, Rav said that she has to wait till she gets older and then do chalitza? Why not? Why can't he remain married to the minor wife? And not to Halitza. Ikenuyahi hakenuyahi. If uh, we say it, it's a full marriage, so then he is fully married to her, and so he can remain with her. Ilav kenuyahi nochrita be'almahi. And if a marriage with a minor is zero, then the brother was never married to her. And therefore, Nochrita Ba'almahi, she is not actually related. They're not co-wives, so he can go and marry her if he wants. In other words, either way, he can have Bi'a with her, and either it's a proper Yibum, and so then he can, it's a, it'll be a, a full marriage, or it's nothing, and therefore the brother, the dead deceased brother was never married to her in the first place, and so now he can go and marry her. It's not, they're not related. Uh, so the problem there is that, yes, he could do that, but the, the problem is that then the other wife who is deaf will have no way of being released from the marriage, <clears throat> uh, because if he takes uh, the he, once he takes the ketana as a wife, uh, then there is a possibility that that's the boom, 
and then he cannot take he cannot do chalitza on the chareshet because chareshet cannot do chalitza, and he cannot marry her because he already did yibum with one co-wife. He cannot do it with the other wife, and then she'll be stuck. So that's the problem. That's why he has to um, wait till the minor grows up and does and then does the um, gives and then does chalitza with her. Okay, just said, and according to Rav, that he figured out that the Kitana is all or nothing, and it's the Chereshet that's 50-50, this is actually makes a lot of sense, and we can prove it from a, the following Baraita, now we have two brothers married to two sisters. So this is similar to the previous case where it's one man married to two wives, uh, but here it's two separate weddings, uh, two brothers married to sisters, which um, makes a slight difference in that uh, if one, someone is married, is fully married to one of the sisters, or even partially married to one of the sisters, he cannot take the other in Yibum because that would be his wife's sister. <clears throat> and uh, if it is in fact a full marriage, then the Yivama can go free. So that would be the difference here. But otherwise, the cases are similar. Uh, there are two, both of the wives are sisters and they are orphans. Ketana uh, vechereshet. One is death, uh, one is a minor, and one is, um, uh, one is death. Met bala shel ketana, chereshet yosa beget. If the husband of the ketana, of the minor one, dies, so that means the yevama is a minor. So then, what do you do? Uh, the Chereshet, which is the Yavam's own wife, she has to leave him because now he has a Zika with this Ketana. When he has a Zika with the Ketana, his own wife is Achot Zekukato. See, because their marriage isn't full. And since it's a partial marriage, uh, so now they are prohibited, he's prohibited to his own wife. And so he has to give her a get. And the minor then will see that um, uh, uh, minor will grow up and do chalitza as we had in the previous case. Now the other way around, met that husband of the deaf one dies, so that means the yevama is deaf, and so no can't do chalitza. So his own wife again, who's a minor, he has to divorce her because he has a zika to his wife's sister, and uh, since she's a minor, so then. Um, it's uh, not clear if that's a marriage or not. Uh, it's a safek marriage, and so he cannot remain with her. He has to divorce her. And then the other wife, the deaf one, he can't, can't do anything with her uh, because he can't do chalitza with her. And he was married to the sister, so he can't take her in yibum either. So she is stuck. However, if they violate the law and he does yibum, he does bi'ah with her, then he can... Uh, afterwards, give her a, a get, and then she will be. Uh, then she can go free. Uh, so by violating, not that they should do that, but if they do that, then it will uh, work to free her. Because then she, if it, if it, if it required the boom, then that will be the boom, and then she can go free. But she can't do it on purpose because she was married to the sister, uh, even though it's only a minor marriage. Now that's the Braita. Here's Rav Shishat's proof. So if we say, as Rav Chista proposed, that for the deaf person is only halfway, 50% marriage, 
whereas the minor is either full, 100%, or nothing. That would explain the very last case in the Nebraita, that if he did, he wasn't supposed to because he doesn't know what the status is, but if he did have the out with the Chereshet, then he can give her a get and she will go free. Because no matter what you consider the Ketana, full or nothing, it'll work. If she is a full marriage, well, he is married to that minor, and therefore um, the the Chereshet could have gone free uh, to, to, to begin with. The fact that he had Bi'ah was prohibited because it's a wife's sister, so he violated the prohibition. Uh, but now that but uh, he the, she she was able to go free from the beginning, so certainly, certainly now she can go free. And if the minor uh, marriage of a minor is worth zero, so therefore he is actually not married to the sister, so he can do yibum. So good, he did yibum, and then the get, and then also she could go free. So you see, the whole baraita makes sense in that scenario. Like the other way around, that if the deaf, uh, a deaf marriage is half 50%, and uh, sorry, is all or nothing, and the minor is 50%, then even if he does violate the law and is with the, the bi'ah and has bi'ah with the deaf person, why can he give her a get and then she could go free? This is considered the category of bi'ah pesula. Since the minor is 50%, so for sure he is violating a law, right? 50%. Um, this is his wife's, his 50% wife's sister. So he's definitely, he, he's 50% not allowed to be with her. So that bi'ah that he does is an invalid bi'ah. An invalid bi'ah does not work to release her uh, from, uh, from uh, to go and get married elsewhere. Does that bi'ah does not release the other person and still going to it doesn't undo the it doesn't undo the zika, and so you see this then this wouldn't be the law uh, if we, if we said it the other way around. All right, so that seems to be a good proof, but we say maybe not, maybe it is in fact um, maybe in fact it's not a good proof because maybe this baraita is the opinion of who says even if a bi'ah is an invalid bi'ah because he may very well be married to the sister of the yavama that she wasn't supposed to have bi'ah nevertheless although it's an invalid bi'ah it, it, she doesn't require chalitza it undoes the, um, the zika and so we have such an opinion and maybe our baraita would be that opinion in which case Rav Sheshat would lose his proof. So we say, no, that can't be. Look at the continuation of that paraita. So it's a, a variation of the previous case where a person is married to um, a minor and a deaf person who dies. Um, so the Yavam has Bi'ah first with the Ketana and then with the deaf person. Or after the Yavam has Bi'ah with the Ketana, then a brother, one of his brothers, another one of the Yavamin, uh, is uh, with the deaf uh, co-wife. Both of them are going to be prohibited. Uh, because now they're both, you know, in, in, to some degree, half married, so they prohibit each other. 
what can they do to uh, so that they can go free? So the deaf one, she can receive a get and then go free. And the minor, she has to wait till she gets older and then she does chalitza, similar to what we've seen in the previous case, in the in those in the previous cases. Okay. Now that's that's the continuation of the Braita. Now here's the proof that uh, this uh, cannot be the Bnechemia. If you say, uh, it makes sense. If it, it makes sense if you say that the deaf person is the one who's half married, and the kitana is uh, either fully fully married or zero. And this follows Rabbanan, who say a diapisula is invalid. It does not does not release the zika. That's why the minor wife has to wait till she grows up and then gets chalitza. If the Abam has bi'ah with the chadeshet first, well, then that will be um, a bi'ah pesula. And uh, so that 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 be will be okay. Then if he should be with the ketana, that will be a bia pesula. And so you see, the bia pesula does will not set her free, and so that will be a problem. That's why you have to do chalisa. Eli amart rebi nechamia ha'amar bia pesula petara, but according to rebi nechamia, bia pesula would exempt her. And so therefore, why would you need to to make her do chalisa? Therefore, according to rebi nechamia. The case of the Braita, where uh, the Yabam first has Bi'ah with the Ketana and then with the Chereshet. Well, it's true. The one with the Chereshet is a Bi'ah Pesula. But so what? The Bi'ah Pesula works. And therefore, she would go free and the Ketana would also go free. She may very well need a get, but just in case that is a full marriage, but the katana would certainly not need halitza. And so you see the end of the Braita here that says that she should require halitza cannot possibly be the opinion of Rabbi Nechemia, who says even if Bia Pesa uh, exempts her, and then she would, um, uh, the breaks the zika, so halitza would not even help in such a case. Okay, so we can confirm that this Braita is the opinion of Rabbanan and not Binechamia, and therefore Rav Sheshat's proof from this Braita stands. Rav Sheshat says, I don't have to bring the Sefer of the Braita to prove that this is Rabbanan against Binechamia. I even know that from the Resha, uh, the original case of two brothers married to two sisters, one is deaf and one is a minor. Where if the chereshet, the deaf one, is the yavama, and he is not allowed to be with any because he may be married to the sister who is a minor, so he has to leave both of them. But if he violates that law and does have bi'ah with the chereshet, he can give a get, and then she can go free. Fine, everyone would agree with that. How come that Braita does not say the opposite case? If the minor is the Yavama, it doesn't say, oh, you know what, he can uh, be, uh, be, if he does have Bi'ah with her, then he can give her a get and then she can go free. Uh, it doesn't say such a thing. Perhaps the reason is because he is for sure, the Yavama is for sure 50% married to the, uh, to the, the sister. That's his wife. 
and she's, she's deaf, but it's 50% marriage. So therefore, the uh, bi'ah with the minor is is uh, prohibited. Uh, that is an invalid, a bi'ah pesula. Now, if it were been a bi'ah even though it's bi'ah pesula, still she would not require chalitza. And, uh, um, which is what he says. But that, the Gemara doesn't bring that case here. Must be doesn't bring the case because it follows Rabbanan, according to whom that Biapisullah would not help her at all. Uh, so that's why it doesn't bring it. Uh, that's what Avashe says. But then we say, you know, la iria. No, if it was only from the Resha, I wouldn't be able to prove that the whole Baraita is not a Bid Nechamia because maybe he just left it out for a different reason. Since for the deaf woman, there's no way you can't do Chalitza, so there's no way to help her in a permitted way, so we mentioned, by the way, listen, she's stuck, but if you would violate the law in a bi'ah, then you can give her a get, and then she could go free to marry someone else. So it gave you, gave it the loophole, even though it's a prohibited way. There's a permitted way. Just wait till she gets older, and then do, and then do chalitza. So therefore, that's why it didn't mention the prohibited way, although it could be that if I was Rabbi Nechamia, and even if one did be out with the be, uh, with the ketana, it would uh, break the zika, and then no, no would not require um, chalitza after. Uh, but we don't want to mention that uh, the prohibited way, since there is a permitted way. All right, and now the next Mishnah: Mishaya Nasui Lishte Yetomot Ketanot Vamet. A man is married to uh, two minors who are married off by their mothers, and then he dies. Now the brother, the Yavam, has be out with one and then the other. Or another brother um, had be out with the second. That does not have, it's not invalidate the first one. Just like if they were adults, and once it does be'ah, that's a full marriage. The second bi'ah is prohibited, but it won't invalidate the first. And the same thing would be if both of them were uh, deaf, because they're all the same level, so therefore the second is not going to do anything to hurt the first. The first one is as full as it would be. And the second one is not going to invalidate the first. However, katana vechereshet bayabam la ketana vechazar ba la chereshet o sheba acheva la chereshet pasalete ketana. If someone has bia, so that's yibum first with the minor, and then he or, or another brother comes uh, upon the chereshet. It could be that the chereshet has in some way more power than the than that than the yibum with the ketana, and uh, therefore since there is a Yibum uh, with the uh, that's more powerful, it will invalidate the first bi'ah. Uh, the other way around, other way around is also the same uh, because once again, you know, the uh, the first bi'ah with the chereshet has a certain power, but the ketana has a more has uh, may have more power in a different sense, and uh, therefore. Um, the first one's only partial b- b- uh, yibum, and the second one, that could be a more full yibum, will invalidate the first one. I explained this Mishnah uh, according to the sages of Pumpedita that we started today with, uh, where um, d- different marriages can have different force depending on uh, the circumstances. Although uh, one could also read this according to Rav, Nach- Rav Chistaz, formulation, and then uh, you would uh, the reasoning would be a bit more complicated. So I uh, explained it in a simpler way. Okay, 
Pikachat vechereshet. If a person um, uh, has is um, uh, a false, uh, a person is married to someone who hears and someone who is deaf, and he dies, and then the yavam comes along. First is with the one who's hearing, and then the one who's deaf. Or someone else, or the other brothers comes on with the uh, deaf, well, deaf one. That does not undo the first one, since the first one is hearing. So that yibum is a full yibum, and therefore the second bia, which is prohibited because that is a co-wife who needs to go free, can't do yibum twice, uh, even though it's prohibited. But it will not undo the yibum or invalidate the first one, so they can remain married. Uh, the other way around is a problem. At first, it be'ah with the chereshet, so that's only a partial marriage. And if he then does be'ah, or his brother does be'ah with the one who hears, then that's a full one. And that full one is going to invalidate the first be'ah, which uh, is only partial, leaving open some uh, some zikah uh, there. Okay, kedola uktana. All that is the same with uh, um, an adult and a minor. A uh, mar- man who's married to two, two women, an adult and a minor. Bayav, he dies without children. Bayav, amal gedola. V'chazar ba'la ketana, oshe ba'la chiva ketana. Lo pasala et gedola. As long as the boom with the adult was first, that's 100% yibum. The ketana goes free. Neither he or the brother should be with them, but even if they are, uh, it does not invalidate the first bi'ah, the boom with the gedola. They can remain married. But the other way around, ba'yavam ala ketana, v'chazar ba'la gedola, oshe ba'la chiva ala gedola, pasal et ketana. He has bi'ah first with the minor, so then that only creates a partial bond, a partial marriage. And so therefore, it still leaves open some zikah with the adult. And so if they have bi'ah afterwards with the adult, this is a problem. Um, and uh, so this will invalidate the ketana. So what should she do? The, my, the, um, the uh, a minor should do mi'un refusal because she can. She's a minor. She can refuse, uh, go back and refuse the original husband who she was married to. And therefore, she is out of the picture. And then uh, the, the the gedola, can, he can go ahead and continue with the yibum of the gedola uh, without any problem and can remain with, with her. If not, if, they, if she doesn't do Yibum, then she, since she is, he is partially married to the first, and now the out with the second will, um, uh, will say, now once you did Yibum with the Gedola, that will mean that he can't, cannot remain with the Ketana, nor can he remain with the Gedola because he's partially married to the Ketana. Uh, so, but if she refuses, then that will solve the problem. Okay, good. So the Bila Azad here is consistent with the opinion that he said way above as we're going to see, Amar Rabbi Yudam Ash Shemuel Halacha Kerebi Elazar. Echad Amar Rabbi Elazar Halacha Kerebi Elazar. So everybody agrees that yes, we should follow Rabbi Elazar here. This is Rabbi Elazar Ben Pedat Amora saying the Halacha is like Rabbi Elazar Ben Shemua the Amora in the in the Mishnah. Now it says Usricha. Remember, we had Rabbi Elazar already said in the case of two br- um, brothers um, married, one married to an uh, an adult. And one married to a minor. And then the husband of the adult dies. So now you have a Yavam who's married to a minor who has to do Yibum 
with an adult. And so this is a problem because he he can't do Yibum because he's married to the sister, but he's not fully married to the sister. So Biel uh, uh, um uh, recommendation was he that we should tell the minor wife to refuse uh, her husband, so then she's out of the picture. She was never married, and then he can go ahead and do Yibum with the adult Yevama. So now we ask, since Rabbi Al-Azad already gave similar advice in another case, why do we need it here also? If he only said that one, the original ruling, the question is why Shemuel needs to say halacha like Rabbi Al-Azad. He said that's here, and he said it above. Why does Shemuel have to say halacha like him in both places? Because if he only said it regarding the earlier case, because in that case, he didn't do misfav yibum at all. He's married to the minor sister, and now he can't do yibum. He wants to do yibum. So, you know what? Do mi'un, and then he, that way he can go into head and do yibum with the adult. Aval beha, tikayem misfat yibum. beget. But here, he already did yibum. He already he had bi'ah with the minor sister, and then with the adult. So the yibum was done. Uh, but now he's in this quandary, because how can he can't remain with both? So then, um, give them both a, a get, and so he did Yibum, and now he has a get. So you don't have to force, tell her to do Mi'un um, uh, if, uh, in any case, they did Yibum. We, we, we prefer not. Remember we said, try to stay away from Mi'un. And here, you already did Mitzvah Yibum. So back there, we said, only you can only do Mi'un if it's for a Mitzvah. But here, it's not for, for a Mitzvah. So let them both give a get, and then they could live happily ever after with someone else. And if we only had this case here that we said, that's because the, the uh, Gedola happened to be presented to him as a Yavama, and he could do one one or the other. Made, he was not married to either. And so now, you know, he took the minor first, but really he could have taken the Gedola first, was what he should have done. And uh, so therefore, you know, we'll tell the minor to you know, do me and get out of here, and let him do it, uh, do, do Yibum properly with the Gedola. However, in the previous case, Aval uh, the previous case where he's actually already married to the minor. So he wants to remain the way he was, married to the minor. Why does he have to now change his, his plans that he had, his whole life, uh, life plans in order to do Yibum? So he might say, in that case, don't, uh, tell her to do Mi'un. So Sericha, that's why we have to say Halachas like, but like, uh, like him in both cases, uh, cause each one has a separate Chidush. All right. Next Mishnah. Yavam Katan Sheba Al Yavama. If the Yavam and the Yavama are both minors, so good. They could do Yibum and they will grow up together. And then eventually when they grow up, then they'll be adults and then they can uh, have full marriage. Ba'al Yavama Gedola if the man is a minor and the Yevama is an adult, uh, so okay, fine, they do bi'ah, even though it's not going to be full yet, she will raise him, it's kind of, uh, you know, as if she's, because uh, she's older than him, so she'll have to bring him up, but eventually he'll be a an adult, and then um, and then they can uh, continue and be fully married, or he can give a get, but he can't give a get while he's a minor. So this is now an entirely new case where you have a Yavam and Yavama. They have some kind of marriage ceremony uh, in public. Um, but uh, then 30 days goes by and she comes to court and she claims, He never had Bi'ah with me. He never consummated. And therefore, the boom was never done. The Gemara is going to explain that uh, we're talking about a case where 
she wants to give her a get. Uh, but she's saying, the get is not going to help me because I still can't go free and marry anybody else. I still have a zika because although you made a very nice, uh, you know, wedding cake, uh, nevertheless, the boom never happened. And uh, so if it's within 30 days, since it's close to the wedding time, and sometimes uh, people wait uh, 30 days before they consummate. So she is going to be believed. And therefore, we say, listen, listen, guy, you know, you never, you, you, you waited all this time, uh, and you didn't have bi'a, and now you're giving her a get, but that get is not going to help her because she still can't go free and marry anybody else. We're going to force him to do chalitza to help her out. That makes sense. It's after 30 days. Then we're more suspicious of her claim that there was no bi. After 30 days, unlikely that he would wait more than 30 days to consummate this marriage. And so therefore, we, the court says, you know, probably he did consummate the marriage. And um, uh, therefore, but maybe not. Maybe she's right. So therefore, we request of, uh, the court requests of the man to do chalitza, but they don't force him to do it. You know, force him by giving lashes or whatever. And if he agrees and says, you're right, I did not have Bi'ah with her, uh, then no matter how long, even if it's 12, more than 12 months, he admitted to it. So then for sure they didn't. And again, we will ask him, uh, sorry, uh, force him to, like, you know, what are you waiting for for, for so long? You're just uh, dragging her along. She's basically an aguna. In the meantime, so we force him to do halisa. Okay, similar to that is Let's say while the original couple was married, uh, so this, this uh, brother and his sister-in-law, I guess they didn't get along, and she says, I refuse any benefit from that brother-in-law. Um, so now the, the brother's alive, and so, okay, they won't go to his house to eat, uh, for her to eat Shabbat uh, lunch. Okay, but now the problem is her husband died uh, without children, and now she is a Yavama who is supposed to be with this Yavam. Now, you can't be married to someone while the vow, while you have a vow against receiving any benefit from them. It's just impossible. You won't be able to have, uh, have any relationship that way. So in that case, so we tell him, listen, you have to, to give chalitza to her because there's no way you can get married. And she, you know, she she already, whatever, you had some fight or whatever before uh, this uh, ever occurred. And so, uh, you know, if there's some way to undo the vow, you could undo the vow, but assuming that there's not. So we tell him you have to let her go free. You can't marry since you can't do a yibum. So you have to do chalitza and the, and the court will Force her. But if only after her husband died, she says, I guess she really doesn't want to do Yibum. She makes a vow, I will never have benefit from that man. Now, you can't do Yibum, but since she did it afterwards, with this in mind, um, or even maybe she saw her husband is kind of sick and she's, she may, may die and already while her husband is alive, she makes this vow so that she won't have to do yibum. In both of these cases, we say, listen, please give her chalitza. She wants out. Although we're not going to force her because, force him because um, she did it kind of on purpose in order to prevent Yibum, and so therefore it's not as dire as when she had no idea 
and she she made this net that even beforehand like she you know poor poor woman she had no idea what why she was she had no idea this would prevent the yibum so then for sure you have to he has to do chalitza and but in the other two cases where she kind of initiated a somewhat mean thing of preventing him from doing yibum nevertheless we request him but not force him to uh, do chalisa. All right, interesting cases. Now we say, It seems the beginning of the Mishnah, the first case where we say, if it's a my, two minors, that they can do yibum and then they'll grow up together. This sounds like it's not a bir meir. says that a minor man, a boy and girl, cannot do chalitza, and they cannot do yibum either. And you just said that they do yibum and then grow up. Okay, so that sounds right that it's not yid bi meir. We say afilu temar bi meir ki amar bi meir gedola lekatan uktona lekadol. No, maybe it is bi meir. Bi meir just said uh, you can't. A minor uh, can uh, a, a boy and uh, who's um, a minor cannot do yibum with an adult woman, and the other way around, an adult man cannot do uh, yibum with a minor woman. That's what he had uh, said is a problem. Uh, because one way or another, it's going to be a prohibited bi'ah. Why would it be prohibited? Um, because, listen, the minor is exempt from misfot, so they won't have any problem. But the adult may have a problem. Since the minor is exempt from misfot, they're also exempt from yibum. And now, if you have bi'ah outside the context of yibum, that is a sister-in-law. So that could be the problem. Or also that um, you never know when the child grows up, they may be a seris or ailonit, and you never know about that. And then it will turn have turned out that there was no bi'ah applicable, and they violated. Uh, so therefore... Um, if one is an adult and one is a minor, um, Rabbi Meir says, you know what, best not to uh, do Yibum at all. But if they're both minors, then they're both the same, and they're both equally exempt from mitzvot. So whatever problems may have that this may not be a Yibum that's required, but it's okay because they're minors, so they won't violate anything anyway. Um, so the Bimeir did not apply in such case. So therefore, the first case of the Mishnah could be the Bimeir. All right, so we forestalled the problem a little bit, but then look at the next case of the Mishnah. If the woman is, if the Yavama is an adult, then um, uh, the Yavam, who's a minor, they can still uh, do Yibum, and she will raise him, and then they'll grow, they'll grow up together. Uh, she well, she he'll grow up eventually. So you see, even if she is uh, an adult and he is a minor, still you can do yibum. And you just said that according to Bimir, that's not allowed. So it must be again that this Mishnah is not the opinion of Bimir. No, the uh, Bimir was simply said that you should not do this because there may be a problem that occurs. But the Mishnah was talking about the Avad. If you did it, then okay, it is a bia, it is a yibum. And they can grow up together. Hold on. Wait. It says that they should. They she, she will raise him. In other words, they continue to be married. But isn't every time they have biyad that will be another prohibition? And so it's not just you know bidi avad. Every time they are together, that's another lecha techila. So Rabbi Meir should not should not be okay with it. This is you're right. All right, we tried our best, but in the end, the Mishnah cannot possibly be the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Okay, 
Now, further question. How can you say that a minor can come and do Yibum? The whole point of Yibum is to have a child that will uphold the, the, the name of the deceased, that will inherit the, the, the deceased. So, um, how could uh, a minor cannot have a child? So, what's the point of a minor doing Yibum? Uh, it should not be, it should not be allowed. Why did Mishnah say it's allowed? Because even though it's true, it says like Kim Lachiv Shem, that is the goal, but it also says, Yevama, the brother-in-law shall come upon her, and it doesn't make a distinction. It says anyone, anyone who's a brother-in-law is permitted. Then even if they can't have children now, okay, he'll grow up and have children later, so it's still okay. It says, Rabbi says, I agree with that, but truth is, I don't even need that Rasha. I could prove that a Katan can do Yibum. Even uh, without that. Because is there any case where you'd say now is prohibited, but later on is permitted? You'd say they t- tell the, the katan, you can't do Yibum now, not allowed. But you know what? Wait a few years and then you could do it. But that, there's no case like that. Rav has a principle that anytime you have Evama, that right now, at the time of the death of her husband, you cannot apply that the brother-in-law will be with her. She then becomes prohibited then and forever. And forever after, she will be a um, brother's wife like like who has children and where Yibum does not apply. And so if it's prohibited once, it's prohibited forever. So therefore, um, so you can't say that they're prohibited as a minor and then they're permitted as an adult. Now we say, So maybe, okay, so I'll, I'll agree with you and I say that she's prohibited as a minor and therefore prohibited forever. And so maybe that, that that's what, that we would in fact apply Rav and prohibit it no matter what because you have to have children. You can't have children now as a minor, so then he's prohibited from doing Yibum ever. And another Pasuk says, if two brothers are living together, we learn that they have to be alive at the same time. And the point uh, we're learning furthermore, that even if they're just one day old, as long as they, he is alive at the time, of uh at, of the decease of the when the when the other brother dies nevertheless they they are alive at the same time they're in the world at the same time and it doesn't matter how old he is since he's in the world yibum does apply to him since yibum does apply therefore it must apply throughout both not only can you can't say he applies only after he becomes an adult since as an adult he can do yibum as a minor he can also do yibum and so that we validate the law of the mishnah baruch adonai lolam amen ve'amen